0: we all-new of the Podcast. Listen, we just start off by saying this, right? You guys, thank you so much for supporting this show all year and supporting me and listening to my spiel. What a time! What a I mean, we have laughed, we cried, we cried some more, we laughed a little bit, then we cried some more, we scratched our heads, we laughed, and then we cried again, Um, but we do, um, you know, end of the year is always like a meh time, because it's always like a it's almost like you're teetering on the line, like, child, is we all child, is we all naked, But you know what? Um, you know, I'm, I'm praying, prayerfully, hoping that these next couple of days of the rest of this year bring you all nothing but safety for you and your family. And the fact that you are even able to, if you are listening, to this show right now that means you're here that means you are hopefully safe um and I hope that that also means that you recognize the fact that like the gift is is in the present is in the present moment so let not know be troubled, friends And the COVID rates kind of going up all over the country to the variant. The on om ground, on the omnicorn, omnivore, omarium, whatever. New, new um variant that a lot of the girls are reporting, although it is highly more contagious than that of the Delta. It is Less, um, I guess it's just not as harsh as as the 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 Delta. So it comes on, I guess, feeling like a cold, but really just Gertrude loins, girls because she comes fast and furious. Uh, but nonetheless, I think by now we probably all know someone who has been. Bitten by the 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 Rona bug in some way, shape, or form. Um, so, if you are in fact unvaccinated, uh, please be vigilant about not just protecting yourself, but protecting the people around you, and um, even if you are vaccinated, because I feel like that's where a lot of the misnomer comes from, but, you know, the girls are saying that if you're vaccinated, that if you don't have a booster, then the Omarion can strike you harder. Um, And, uh, yeah, it looks honestly, at first, I thought that this was just like a all right, because from what the girls was telling us, it was like, oh, okay, you know, you just get, you get your your um you just get your vets and then um and then you gonna be alright. But the gag is is that bitch the vacc only protect you about, like with the existing variants. So that every day when the bitches is producing new variants, you got to get vaccines again. So bitch, how many times am I supposed to get it's like basting a fucking chicken, like every 15 minutes, you're going to have to get a new basting. And bitch, who has time for that? But I guess this is the new way of life. And it's so annoying. It's so annoying. I think I hate it. Um, I decided to go on ahead and get back because, well, why not? The government is, well, here in New York City, As of the 27th, if you are not back, then bitch, you will have to, I guess you don't work nowhere. Um, um, And shout out to everybody who is still working from home, because I don't know if the Vax problem will, you know, affect you if you're working from home. But if you have to, if you have the misfortune, not the fortune, because the least, I guess you're getting paid, but the misfortune, fortune, of having to go outside your home, then what that means is, is that you have until the 27th to be maxed, whether you work in the private or public center here in New York City, at least. And at the beginning of the week, the entire state of New York has made its, um, has mandated that you must wear a, um, you must wear a mask if you are going out in the general public. And so, which honestly, I don't even understand why that hasn't become a federal thing. Like, and I feel like it hasn't become a federal thing. Whites, hi whites. Hey, white people, hi. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that is because of, like, you. Like, your folks don't want to wear the mask. Is it inconvenient? But, like, I would think that, like, wearing the mask for some of you girls was, like, a win. Have you seen your faces? things about all of this just makes my head spin. You know, if you really get to one of those hot minutes that starts to like really dial into this whole COVID of it all, like the fact that there are trillions of people, billions of people on the planet and you guys have enough vaccines to have made two plus the boost for everybody, in this short period of time it's like it's kind of wild. Like, did y'all know? How y'all make these shit so fast? I'm so good. I'm confused. You know, I and then it's like trusting the government is like trusting the nigga that cheated on you. Like eh <sighs> trusting that nigga, right? Because it's like how can I trust you? You have a history of being untrustworthy. But yet, it's still, it's like everybody is like, I'm so confused. I'm so, I'm so confused. I think run. I think, like, I just, <laughs> I feel confused. Because I, are you, I'm confused. Because it's like, I'm supposed to trust this same government. That doesn't give a fuck about me, right? So it's like, you know, the, the nigga or the bitch that you fucked with, and you're like, you ain't shit. But like, this person is like, but I have the remedy for you. And you're like, you don't, you can't, you can't get the remedy for me, bitch. Oh, anyways. So by the end of the week, we had Broadway shows here locally in New York City, all being shut down. Friday, people were sitting in their seats at Radio City Music Hall, all set to see the Rockettes perform. And then they got the note, the Rockettes ain't coming out, bitch. Thank y'all for coming, God bless you, good night. Could you imagine sitting in the seat for the show? Could you imagine? Only to hear, bitch, the gag is, is that you are seated for a show that is not happening, so why don't you just? He's on down, he's on down the road. Sadness, bitches was like, I done got back just to come see these bitches kick up their leg. I was seated, okay, in the upper room. And you, bitches, <laughs> you, bitches, y'all cancel the show while I'm sitting right here. my Well, listen, even the local sports teams. Um, we've got a couple of NFL games that apparently have been canceled due to the rise of players having the COVID. I know that locally, the New York, um, the Brooklyn Nets are now down to putting back, putting back the same nigga who said he would not get back, um, putting him back on the team because. Well, they ain't got nobody else to play for them. Oh yes, the Brooklyn Nets are down to a very small roster of um of of players now. Kyrie Irving, if you recall, um, Kyrie Irving uh, basically said, "Listen, I'm not I'm not getting back. Okay, you girls will just have to deal. I'm not getting back." Well, it turns, and of course, that precluded him from being able to play, at least locally, in any of the New York, uh, Brooklyn, Nets home games. Well, it got to the point that there are so many players stricken with COVID on the team that now the team is backtracking and saying that they will allow Kyrie to play on at least non-local games because they are not really having a choice. Now, um, this is not just the local teams. Apparently, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers um, had about five players test positive and um, Chicago Bull, Detroit Pistons, Toronto Raptors. Um, a couple of teams are all kind of whittling down to the wire, basically saying, we didn't really get it. <laughs> why I ain't really got much people live on the scene who can't play so uh i guess we finna let you niggas just go on your head and suit up bitch well that's what it's looking like here now um Kyrie, who is a notorious flat earther oh yes never forget that nigga said that the earth was flat okay <laughs> former love interest of one of my faves, Kalani. Um, Y'all remember that? All right, we won't, won't, in the interest of time, we won't dredge up old things, but I guess we already did. But yeah, so, um, yeah, on Friday, the Nets announced uh, through their PR that Kyrie Irving would be joining his teammates part-time ineligible to participate in their home games because of the New York City COVID mandate Um, but he would be joining in away games where um, the COVID rules are apparently not as stringent Um, so wild 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 yes Omarion has taken over the lands. okay now, meanwhile, if you dial into politics at all, you'll see that, um, you know, it, it, it's depending on where you're from, at least, or where you live, where you reside. I am living in the New York Tri-State area in New York City. So for me, this has been a really weird time politically. We are um, indoctrinating a new uh, mayor. Um, At the beginning of the year, the city's second black mayor um, in the history of New York City, behind David Dinkins, Eric Adams, um, is set, and he is ushering in with a new um, black um, police lieutenant, as well as an African-American district attorney as well as so it's, it's, it's looking very black here in new york but i think one of my caveats have been is that both on the national and local level our politicians don't seem to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time it seems as though our hyper focus on covid has precluded us from being able to focus on the fact that just stepping outside can get you shot and it also costs you 10 million dollars Step outside your house and read some air, bitch. I just went to the damn supermarket. Why did four motherfucking croissants cost me seven dollars? Goddamn. that ain't nothing but some light airy bread, some flaky ass bread. Seven dollars, seven doll hairs, oh bitch, bitch. I get you, girl. Anyway, how are you doing? Cause like you did that so far in. let me take a breath, let me take a breath, take a breath with me, sometimes you just need to like free your mind, you just need to free your mind, you know, oh child, but like everything has gone up, everything has gone up, they want to tell you that it is because access to these things are very limited, um, however they want to tell you that not as many people are coming out so I don't know where that that doesn't like if 2 plus 2 is 4 and 5 plus 5 is 10 then bitch what the fuck is this you know like why is it that everything is going up there's not as many people outside we don't have as much money but y'all want us to spend more money on all this Christmas shit well, I don't get it like and this is exactly why bitch Okay. Um like, ooh, y'all finna, ooh y'all finna have me go full circle here. This is exactly why I'm having a hard time trusting El Bormonte because, bitch, I just feel like sweetie. I just feel like i want to click my heels up in the air about three inches off the ground and just like, ah, uh, y'all see sweetie doing her little routine? <laughs> shout-out to Diamante, a.k.a. Sweetie. Girl, don't let these bitches get you down, okay? And by bitches, I mean me. I'm bitches. Don't let us get you down. Listen, you out here doing things that the rest of us could never, okay? Because I'm not an icy type, all right? My name is not fancy. Um, I don't... I, the red wig, though. Can we talk about the red wig? Can we talk about the Wendy's wig? What? Girl, who gave you that wig to put on? Who gave you that, that, that damn red uh, shade? It's giving very much Charlie Baltimore circa 1996. I don't love it for you. I don't love it for you. You're such a beautiful girl. Like, I don't know. Are the girls saying that, like, I I would hate to think that, like, the honcho was the reason why Sweetie was giving what she was giving. I don't think so. I think Sweetie is probably talented in her own lane. You know? Like, not every girl is going to give you a boom cat, one, two, three, eight counts, like Doja Cats. Which, by the way, Doja, are you going to tell us about this weight loss? Is this just dance with and touring, or is there something different going on? Because, I'm sorry, like, Dosha went from, like, the girls was talking about her body and saying, like, move for the cows and all of that shit. So, like, Dosha is that bitch. I mean, honestly, if we're going to give a most improved award for the year of 20 and 21, my vote goes for the Dosha Cat. Okay, meow, 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 Yes, it's gonna go for the Doja Cat because bitch, she gives you a performance, okay? She gives you a, a, a five, an eight count, okay? She is a lyricist. She is a songstress, if you will. I mean, she's not out here like, singing in the background. She, ah, she, can a, she can carry a boot, carry a boot, you know? Yeah. Doja, how did you lose all that weight? Tell us, tell us, tell us. You know, I feel like the new formula in the record industry is that the girls have to, like, produce the way that Doja did produce. And then and then the industry will give you financial backing. For you to get the right people behind you. Um, I think one of the greatest things that Doja could do is not align herself with any guy. I think that to me, like, keep your personal business personal. You know, if there's one thing that I can say about her is is that we've heard a lot of things about Doja Cat over the past two years. One of the things that we have not heard is about her being directly romantically linked with anyone in the industry. And if she has been, we have not heard about it. And I think that that's probably one of the best, one of the worst things to me that you can do. Has become known for your mess and not for your artistry. Which is always the problem that I have with Little Nas X, is that I know more about the, the spats that he gets into and the bullshit, you know, more so than I do about his artistry. While I know that, like, the girls go up for him and they love him and they feel like he gives. Like, sometimes I wish I just knew more about him as an artist. You know? Like, sometimes I just wish that he just... Anyways, off the subject. So, the real subject is, is who put that red wig on, sweetie? Sweetie? Who did that? Whoever did that, you need to go to jail, directly to jail. Don't collect $200. Go to jail. Take that red wig off that girl. She, I mean, it's I don't know what's more offensive to me. Is it the red? Is it the shade go of it all? Listen, we've all had wigs. Yes, we I say I said we. We've all had wigs and mugs and things that I don't know. Didn't serve us in the best way. You know, maybe the lace wasn't that great. Maybe the color wasn't our color. Maybe the style made us look like a newscaster. I don't know, but <sighs> sweetie, I'm only doing this because I love you. I a thousand percent love you. I, your routine is giving very much my niece saying, um, my little baby niece saying, look at what I can do. And <laughs> it's just, hmm, you're an icy type. You, you shouldn't be clicking your heels in the air three inches off the ground. You shouldn't. You know, you shouldn't have to do the routine in your hotel room with your two background dancers to prove to anybody that your ass actually shakes. Did y'all see that? So sometime this week, we posted on her Instagram she actually posted herself doing the same routine, at least some of it. Her background dancers actually did the routine that she kind of lazily joined in. Um, and, you know, and I think that if there is anything that we should all learn from this, it's, it's, it's the work, you know? Because I don't think that any of these girls are more talented than the other. Let's be honest with you. I I mean, the dolls are all the the cash doll, the Asian doll, the doll doll, the dolly doll, doll doll doll. doll, doll. You know, like all you girls, no shave, but y'all all all shaved alike. Y'all all all dressed alike. Y'all, there are three niggas, four niggas that do hair. Y'all all want to get y'all hair done by them. You know? There are the bags. Y'all all wearing the same bags. Y'all all talking about the same subject, with the exception of Doja Cat. Like I think she's doing something a little bit different, but I don't necessarily classify her as a hip hop artist. I classify her more as a pop artist, um, which I know comes with a set of negative connotations because you guys will tend to think pop is a bad word, but it just goes to me that the artist is more of a popular artist. Is she a popular artist? She is. I mean, she's doing songs with Weekend. You know, most of you girls could never. You know, at least not this new Slim Face the Weekend. No, you could not. Okay? So, like, to me, all you other girls are talking about the same shit. Yanking niggas for their money, um, smoking hookah, uh, Getting your ass done, getting your body done, having niggas trick out on you, get yeah. You know, Mostly y'all are talking about the same thing. It's not really, it's it's not really giving their variety. All right. I mean, I'm a girl of a certain age, so I grew up where there was variety. You could choose the brat versus. I mean, hell, we don't even have to dig that deep. Nikki, not Nicki's. You could choose variety where Foxy Brown and Little Kim, both Brooklyn artists, were a lot of times not talking about the same thing. Their flows weren't the same. They did not look the same. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean that just from an aesthetic. I mean, like, they they didn't give the same, you know? And I feel like that's the thing. And I know a lot of people will say, well, male artists, male rap artists being forced to talk about different shit. But they are though. Like there's enough of them. And maybe there isn't. I feel like we are living in a time where there is quite a bit of female rap artists. So like why? And I guess if you do want variety, and if you dig, um, if you dig enough, I guess you could find. You know, shout out to Tierra Whack, who dropped something new this um, this week. Um, I have not had a, an opportunity to listen to it, but, um, you know, I guess if you dealt hard enough, you could find some variants. Anyways, so, long week, right? Um, by the end of the week, have any of you guys tuned in to Charlamagne's show on Comedy Central? Late night, Friday night show, Steve God, featuring Charlamagne the God. Well, this week's episode featured the one and only vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, or as a lot of you have been calling her, Kacula Harris. Um, you know, the streets have been murmuring that there hasn't been enough of Kamala out there. That she's been rather quiet. Well, the streets have also been talking about the fact that Joe Biden's big spending plan, infrastructure plan that he had got stopped in the tracks because of um, Democratic Senator Joe Munchen. Now, um, if you are not aware of um, who that is, well, first of all, let's just, I don't wanna bore you with this, but I do feel like it's important for us to understand what is exactly taking place in our world. So, um, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Senator Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, Says that he is not supporting President Biden's Build Back Better Act. Now, this act was set to introduce new infrastructure um, and also include stuff like uh, healthcare, shit, whatever, whatever. Um, what it didn't include was any plan for student loans, which, quite frankly, Joe Biden ran on that platform and hasn't done shit except for say that as of February first, bitch, my hand is in your pocket again. But that's neither here nor there. Um. So Joe Manchin, who quite frankly to me is nothing but a Republican and a Democrat, like someone had to run Democrat in his state and he just was it. It's giving Republican. Um. He basically is saying that he can't support the $1.9 million spending plan um, that is really focused on America's social safety and reducing childcare and healthcare costs and um, a lot of uh, infrastructure uh, changes to our transportation system as well as uh, money being allocated to climate change. Um, and he basically said, girl, I can't get behind this. So here we are going into another recess and this plan is not a thing. So, so far, the only thing that I can see is that Joe Byron and his girl Kamala ain't really been doing too much. They ain't really been doing too much for pumping out these COVID vaccines. That's what I see. You know, if it's something different. The girls are gonna have to tell me. And before you start talking about these child, um, these these, these uh, the kind of child care uh, uh, checks that the girls have been getting, let me just make this real clear to you that those are not like it; those aren't like a plus to what you're gonna get on your income taxes. No, bitch. Those are an advancement to your income tax. If it is found that you have gotten more money than you would have gotten on your income taxes, guess what that means? That means you're gonna owe the government money. Bitch. That's what that means. So, girl, this is exactly why I cannot trust the girls. This is why I can't trust the girls. Anyway, Kamala was featured on um, was featured on the Charlemagne the God show and he asked her so who is the real president of this country is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden girl she got real nasty women and she was like come on Charlemagne come on it's Joe Biden okay and um, Charlemagne responded with, well bitch I can't tell sometimes now mind you the question was a little clicky T If you ask me, the question was asked in a way that was um, very um, Breakfast Clubby, and it came out later that um, Simone Sanders, um, spokesperson for for Miss Harris, tried to stop the interview before the question could be asked. However, Um, and you can see in some behind-the-scenes footage where Charlemagne is saying, oh, they're trying to act as though they cannot hear me. And um, you hear Kamala saying, no, I can hear you. And that's when he moves forward with a line of questioning, asking whether or not Joe Manchin or Joe Biden is the actual president of the country. So that kind of wave into Harris cutting off um, Charlemagne and basically saying, no, 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 it is Joe Biden and don't start talking like no Republican asking whether or not he's the president. It's Joe Biden and I'm the vice president and my name is Kamala Harris. Yes, she did give it up. Like that. So in the footage, Kamala can be heard basically saying that uh, she doesn't want um, basically that uh, Joe Biden is the president and that she's the vice president and Charlene needs to not be acting like a Republican asking those kind of questions. Now while the question was a tad bit breakfast clubby and clickbaity it was a valid question. I mean who holds the power? I think one of the things that I have um, recognized in the course of this presidency so far and the stark difference between the presidency that we are now in versus the presidency of 45 is that it didn't really seem to take unanimous decisions and or um, group sing-alongs to get things done in the Trump administration, things were just done. And it's funny to me that um, even within his own party, uh, Joe Biden can't seem to get things done that um, somehow represent the needs of, of his constituents. Now, while I don't necessarily agree with this um, bill, this Buy Back Better bill, what I will say is that um, you know it doesn't feel like a Republican against Democrat bill. It feels like a bill that is a bill being pushed so that Joe Biden can kind of say this is the the thing that I did during my presidency that um, kind of changed the trajectory of things, so to speak. Um, One of the things that Trump was very um, diabolique about is even if he did not have the support of his party 100% of the times or the support of the Democratic Party, if it were something that he felt as though the people wanted, Donald Trump would be on your screen interrupting your television to let you know that things needed to get done and these are the people who are not getting it done and this is why they're fucked up and you people need to let them know that this is the shit that you want it's like joe biden and kamala harris are doing things and it's not the things that we want therefore they can't come to us and say hey you guys go out there and get on your phone and get on your get on your platforms and let your local state senate representatives know that them voting against the laws that stand to benefit you are a problem. So you are likely going into this Christmas holiday not giving a fuck about the Better Buyback program. Not really understanding how this affects you. Because for most of America, we're looking at it like this doesn't affect me. I'm more concerned about the fact that my student loans are coming back and I ain't got no money, bitch. I ain't got no money to be paying your bills back. I mean, if you do the math, the cost of living adjustment in most cities it, across America has gone up. However, federal minimum wage still stands at a tawdry amount. If you are even making $90,000 a year, Right? Here in our great land of America. After taxes, you are more than likely only coming home with hmm, $55,000 to $65,000. Now, if you break that down, that's barely enough to get you a tank of gas, bitch. Right. So so what is one to do? Right. Because if one paycheck can't cover your rent, then who cares? And and saying that you're making $90,000 a year is being generous. Most Americans are not making that. Most Americans are not coming home with $90,000 a year. So then it gets to the place of, okay, so what I am coming home with is still, is definitely not enough. If you're barely coming, and you're not bringing home at least a thousand dollars taxes every week. How are you make it? And you talking to me about the price of insulin, bitch? I'm gonna have a fucking heart attack anyway because I can't make it, child. Anyways, right? <laughs> Tis the season. Well, anyways, what that really led into is a weekend of us talking about, you know, let, let's also remember the fact that Joe Biden got on the breakfast club and basically said that you are not black if you don't vote for him. If you don't vote Democrat, you are not black. Remember that? He did get on the breakfast club and say that shit. Cause that, and so circle woman it's like then I'm also supposed to take a vaccine from you bitches and I can't trust y'all to even tell the truth you say you're going run on the you say you're 35 but you really 89 I mean you you saying a lot of shit speaking of which I'm jumping around here we're jumping all over the place did y'all see me new man you saw him? bitch did you see me new man well, it was all over the block, fair. It was all over the internet. Me, who celebrated a birthday this week, um, was seen with a new man. Yes, good for you, no, good for you, Lamecia. Good for you. Yes, I mean, I don't know who this man is. I really don't. Um, I'm just happy that, like, it seems like she got herself a little boo. Yeah. But listen, Nene has been through a lot of um, crazy times. This year she lost her husband, Red Lise, um, to a battle um, with cancer. And so to see her thriving and happy with a new romantic foe, um, it does make me happy for sure. Um, Alright, so let's fast forward now this week to um, oh, there was a lot of talk this week about Tori Lane and uh, and maybe Stallion. Hmm. You got anything to say? Bitch, I don't I don't know. The story's getting more fishier and fishier as we go on. But here are the facts, right? These are the facts, no chaser. Now, a detective did admit that bullet fragments allegedly removed from Megan Thee Stallion's ankles cannot be located. That's one fact that came out. Another fact that came out is that a witness is saying that they... Um, saw, they told the police that they saw May and her friend at the time, Kelsey, fighting moments before there was a shot, okay, um, there is also, now, Tori Lanez is being represented by uh, famed Los Angeles attorney Sean Hawley, Now, if you recall, Sean Hawley is notorious for having uh, represented Lindsay Lohan. Um, She's a famous black attorney. She is, um, she is said to have represented not only Lindsay Lohan, but Kim Kardashian. So anyways, um, there has been said to be gunpowder residue that was found on Meg's former best friend Kelsey however it's being it's being said by by um Tori attorney Sean that there was no gun residue found on Tory. Now I know I ain't no rocket genius okay that I am not um but The girls are saying that uh, gun residue after a shooting is um, not something that can be easily removed. Now, if you are um, gun residue, gunshot residue, also known as cartridge discharge residue, um, is residue deposited on the hands and the clothes of someone who discharges a firearm. Now, it's basically composed of burnt and unburnt particles from the explosive primer and the propellant and possibly fragments from the bullet cartridge. Now, for the most part, the residue can travel three to five feet from the gun at the furthest distance, right? And it is not something that can be um, easily removed. Let's just say that You're, it's not something um, it's not something that um, you can wipe your hands and, and get rid of. So there, it has the consistency of flour, and it typically only stays on the hands of a living person for four to six hours. Now, wiping the hands on anything, even putting them in and out of pockets can transfer the gunshot residue off the hands. But it's not something that you can get rid of very easily. Now, I say that to say that if in fact, if in fact, um, fact uh, Tori did shoot, Meg, it would be highly unlikely that he would have been able to just relinquish the gunshot residue. You know, just kind of get rid of it. It doesn't work like that. It would have definitely had to have been something that there was some work put in towards. Now, being that they were all coming from Swimming at Kylie Jenner's house, what what are the chances they didn't make another stop? Um, I'll, I'll I'll proceed. I'm not here to try Meg because honestly, sometimes the court of public opinion is worse than that than the court of the law. And what I will say is that. Um, you know, throughout the throughout the week, what we have heard from Meg is that um people seemingly have forgotten her words, not mine. It seems as though the world has forgotten that I got shot, that I got hurt, right? Um, some other like weird news came out this week basically stating that um, basically stating that um, that uh, well first of all there there has been there was always a gag order put on Tori as well as Kelsey the only other person in the car was Tori's bodyguard the only person who didn't really have a gag order on them was Met, so she had the opportunity to skew this story any way she wanted to, and I don't know. All of this is just, mm, all of this is. It's really making for. It's making for a very um. It's making for a very interesting story. Now, as new details emerge regarding the incident, um, I don't know, child. I don't know. Now, the girls are also saying, Tori Lane's lawyer is basically saying that Meg's account of what happened that night has been inconsistent. And she failed to state key information to law law enforcement. Now, from the very beginning, Meg has stated that part of the reason why she did not immediately tell the cops that Tori shot her was because she was scared, he was scared, they were all scared. This was in the height of a time where black men were being shot by the police, quite frequently. And she was trying to protect a black man. Um, And yeah. Hmm. I don't know who to believe, what to believe. Basically, Meg is basically saying that the media is gaslighting her over this Tory Lane stuff. Um, And I just think that, uh, let's see what this trial brings forth. Because I feel like the story has always seemed very inconsistent. The story has often always seemed odd. Um, now I know even myself I said, well, listen, if they Star, which is Tori his name, if J Star actually um, fired a gun at, at Meg, then they Star needs to go on ahead and get. He um, needs to get sent back to Canada. But it turns out that you can't just deport him like that. You would have to be convicted of an actual crime. What he was, was ordered to stay away from Meg. So there was a, um, I guess there was a order of protection against her. Um, Here's what Meg said this week. And I quote, like, I've been shot, and the focus of some of these headlines are dismissing that I was attacked with a weapon while I was unarmed and trying to paint it as a catfight between friends. Why do I have to relive this with everyone on the internet every day? I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to be law and order here, but what I will say is that um, she did not particularly call out Tory Lanez for shooting her in that particular instance. What she said was, was that she had been shot and that she did not like that the focus has been more so about the facts, pretty much, and less about the fact that she had been hurt. Now, how do y'all feel, and this is all hypothetical, but how would you feel if you then found out that Tori did not, in fact, shoot her? I would gag. I would gag. I think I would gag because for so long, I was one of those people who was like, send that nigga back to Canada, fuck him, I can't, he should not be played on the radio, he should not be, and then I started to notice that quite a few people in Hollywood were like, you know, after a while still aligning themselves with Tory, Drake was seen playing basketball with Tory, Ripper. all these and it's like do y'all not know that this didn't shock this girl or do y'all know something that we don't I'm always likened Hollywood to being like when we hear information or when we get to see stuff it it probably is long played out in their world you know what I mean like very rarely do we, are we living in the same moment as them. They live in a different moment in time. They know things before us, they are, you know, they have access to information in terms of that Hollywood celebrity world for the rest of us. So by the time we get it, it's kind of like played out, right? Ah, oh, well, Tori Lanez has, So Tory Lanez is, if charged, faces up to 22 years and eight months in prison. And if it turns out that he, in fact, did not commit this heinous act, do you know what happens? Like, if it turns out that Megan, the whole time, her recollection and her story were not, in fact, what actually took place that night, Nothing happens. Nothing. Years of this man's life got taken away, um, but nothing happens. All right, so last but not least, um, a lot of people have been wondering where are we at with this whole Wendy Williams thing? Is she coming back? Is she not coming back? What is the deal? Well, according to Yahoo, um, Wendy Williams or, well, not just Yahoo, but several media outlets are basically reporting that Wendy Williams will not return to her show in the new year. Now, we don't know if that means that she will return later on in the year or what, but as far as as it's being reported right now, she will not be returning to her show in early 2022 as been reported. Now, the guest hosts starting in January will continue with being people like Fat Joe and Remy Ma, Michael Rappaport, Kim Whitley, Sherry Shepard, Finesse Mitchell, yada, yada, yada. A bunch of people that we don't necessarily want to see now everyone is hoping that wendy comes back soon but chances are is that we probably aren't going to get the wendy williams show as we know it at least not right now now wendy williams brother recently gave a interview to um yahoo.com and um actually the son the u s son um explaining that Wendy had been through a lot of personal trauma that she endured over the- past couple of years um and that her staying away does not have anything to do with uh about with quote unquote dementia um it has a lot to do with the loss of her mother um And with a horrible bout with Graves' disease, which has been brought about by um, her bout with lymphedema and a hyperactive thyroid. Now, um, her brother basically said, um, you know, basically that Wendy is is very strong and that she's going to get through all of all of this trauma um but her health is is it's not the best and um you know even though he had a very public personal bout with his sister he was spoken to by his dad and basically told you know You need to call your sister and um, everybody's dealing with things in their own way. And Wendy's got all of that. And she's also got her divorce from her husband. And it's just a lot. Um, You know, I think that... um, I think that we aren't going to get the show that we've known and loved anymore. I think that that is done. Um, I do think that my personal opinion, I don't know anything to be true, but I do think that Wendy is um, far more strategic than we may be giving her credit for. While I don't, while I don't believe that her, her bout with with medical and um, emotional issues aside, I do believe that she is also strategically planning a different kind of comeback, if you will. Um, now, Wendy, sometime in twenty nineteen. Wendy's husband was taken off as one of the show's executive producers. However, I don't know contractually if that means that he does not stand to gain from the show still being on the air, having been there from the inception. While their divorce has been finalized, um, there have been a lot of rumors circulating about um, about him and his new his newest paramour woman, whatever. I think her name is Sharita, Sharie, whatever. His his baby moms, his newest baby moms, um, them living in Miami, which is such a slap in the face because. That is where, you know, Wendy has been known to go and seek respite um, to her family, et cetera, in Miami. Um, but it has always been my opinion that um, part of this is a strategic move on Wendy's part to... <sighs> To really relinquish any tie that she may have had with her husband, and because he was there from the beginning of the show, and was listed as the show a show executive producer, which that title was relinquished from him in 2019, I don't know if that contractually meant that 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 title was. Um, That he was actually, you know, not financially gaining from that title. I don't know. Or still does not gain from that title. You know, I'm not sure. What I will say is that if there is an opportunity for Wendy to come back on her own recognizances. Um, having started afresh without the help of Kevin Hunter, without him being associated. It's just a fresh new start for her. I could see Wendy wanting to do that. And I could see Wendy also wanting to kind of reimagine what her being in this in this lane looks like. You know, I mean After a while, if you are a fan of the Wendy show, you know that after a while, it often seemed as though it wasn't fun for her anymore. Like she did the show, but it was like, eh. You know, she wasn't, she wasn't as on top of it as she always was. Like she wasn't, and I don't know if that was because she just didn't care about this life of celebrity anymore, she wasn't interested. You know, I, I couldn't tell you what it was, but I have been a longtime Wendy fan. And I think that a lot of this has less to do with her emotional or physical state of being and a lot to do with her wanting to wipe the slate clean of her husband and take some time to enjoy the spoils. I mean, for as long as I've known Wendy, she's, she's been working. She's been working. Summer's off fine, but even then, she's working. You know, she's still being Wendy Williams. And I can only imagine that she is wanting to take the time to discover in this new realm without her being, you know, Kevin Jr.'s mom or Kevin Hunter's wife or our talk show queen, who is she? And I think that the Wendy that we stand to gain after this is more powerful. I think she is more resolute. I think she is way more strong. Sometimes you just need to step away and start over. I myself have, I mean, if personal experience is anything, how many times I have started over? You know, I'm a woman of a certain age, none of your business. I'm not ashamed. 40-something. And, you know, I've had to start over. And I didn't have the luxury of starting over with my spouse or my you know, whatever. It was doing it on my own. Starting from a scratch of like the bottom of, or at least that's what it felt like for me, especially on a professional level. Starting over for real. And then getting back to a place where you say, okay, I recognize this feeling again of chasing after a goal, whether it be professional or mental, physical, physical, In some cases, sometimes all three. I mean, while we all love her and wish that she could be a part of our everyday life, could you imagine what it has been like for her to have given the majority of her adult life to this career, to this relationship, to this marriage, and feel like I don't really... What, what was it all for? Now, Wendy is an acclaimed radio show, talk show host whose name exists in the Radio <clears throat> Hall of Fame. But at the same time, <clears throat> excuse me, at the same time, I imagine that her severing, truly severing the ties from her ex-husband, may mean that she needed to step away from this show. A show that she seemingly started whilst in the relationship, in the throes of being his wife. You know? I mean, I can't imagine, even with the reinvention of the set, coming there every day, having used to pull up with him every day for years, I can't imagine that that's the greatest feeling of all times. I don't think that we're going to get the show back as, as we knew it. And to be honest, I, something tells me that regardless of his name being pulled away for having been pulled from its executive producer status, I, I can't help but to believe that he still had something to gain financially from her still being on the air. Um, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, sometimes you have to like, sometimes you have to like throw gas on the fire to really, um, and really watch the flames a burn, if you will, in order for you to, it seems it may look to everybody else like you're destroying something, but when in actuality, what you are actually doing is throwing fire and flame to something that, a monument that shouldn't exist anymore. You know? I remember when the girls were accusing Kanye of, um, and Kim, of having staged the, the Paris robbery for the insurance money for the ring because Kanye didn't want to do the tour anymore while that might be outlandish and crazy I, do we would we would we ever know i'm not here to cast doubt because i mean terrible happening but at the same time sometimes you need to play fool for wise huh listen what do i know all right. Let's go ahead. Let's take a quick break. We're going to pull up, we're going to set the table, and we're going to ease right on into the rest of this week honey. Oh car. And we are back. So as we slide into one of my favorite holidays, um only second to Resurrection Sunday, but Christmas and the celebration whether or not it is the actual the actual birth date of Christ and whether or not you are a true believer i think what it represents is oftentimes so much more than the facts behind it now it's only second to to resurrection sunday which honestly It don't get no better than that for me. Like I, my grandmother, that was like Easter was her favorite holiday. And, you know, we called it Resurrection, we call it Resurrection Sunday. But I, I digress. You know, as someone who grew up going to, um, going to, Christian schools and um, going to church several times a week with my aunts with my grandmothers with whoever you know um the thing that always sticks out to me the most about this holiday is not the 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 pageantry of of the story in terms of God is born, Jesus Christ is born and it is, you know, just the frankincense, the myrrh, the everything. The thing that always sticks out to me is the rejection of the story. And now when I say that, a lot of people might be like, what do you mean? Like, the rejection of the story, girl. What you talking about, Willis? But the story kind of hits a fevered pitch when Mary and Joseph are out looking for a place to stay only to be rejected all over the place to the point that they can only go to a manger for this woman to give birth to the son of man. Now, Whether you take this story in the literal or the fundamental sense, the one thing that has always stuck out in my mind is the rejection. Being told, no, we don't have a place for you. No, there is, we don't have nothing for you. No, we cannot help you. And a lot of times, that's a story that we're all familiar with. Rejection. How many times have you been told, no, we don't have a job for you? No, I don't have any love for you. Now I ain't got the support that you're looking for. No, you don't have this. We don't, I don't have this for you. I don't have the sympathy that you need right now. I don't have the friendship that you're looking for. I don't have it to give to you. It's not available. Rejection is <sighs> rejection is a funny thing. And the reason why I say that is because rejection is the very platform that our self-esteem is built on. But it's also the place where our faith is proven. See, I used to take rejection of people, rejection for things, rejection for love, rejection from men, rejection from jobs, rejection from situations, rejections from friendships, rejection from family. I would take those things as virtual self-esteem killers. I didn't understand why I was getting these no's. Why was the back, why was my back, you know, why was this person's back getting turned to me like this? Why was there a shot to my self-esteem in this way? Why did I have to endure so many no's? It isn't until I became more mature in my spirituality and in my walk that I came to understand that that rejection was a building of my faith. Basically, it was there that I understood that. That may have been the place where God has proven his love to me the most is in those rejections. See, it wasn't until I got rejected for this thing that I had to say, you know what, God, maybe there's something else better coming. Maybe there's someone else better coming. Maybe you want me to turn to you and not to believe that my my resource is my actual source. See, if there's one thing that rejection has taught me is to know the difference between resource versus source. Oftentimes you look at your job as a source. You look at your friendship as a source. You look at your relationships as a source, but those are actual resources. Your source has to be from somewhere bigger. Your source has to be from a place where you understand what exactly are you tapping into? Source refers to a place of origin where something is obtained, a resource refers to materials or supplies or assets needed for something to function effectively. So it is in learning that that I realized God is actually my place of origin. That is where my strength is obtained. My job, my friendships, my relationships, whether they be platonic, famil- familial, romantic, those are all just supplies for me to function effectively. So as you go into the rest of the week, I challenge you to recognize what is your source versus what is your resource. What are the things that you think you need versus the things that are actual origins of need for you? Now, source and resource look very different. My source is where my strength comes from. Now, my resource, meaning my money, my materials, all of that stuff. Those are just um, ways that I function. My source is where I find my value, where I find my usefulness. My resource is what I use to help me perform those, those, those useful ways. If you are familiar with the term primary and secondary sources, So your primary source gives you your first-hand information. It can be subjective and personal. But a secondary resource or a secondary source is used to more interpret, to analyze, if you will. Understanding Where your source and resources lie will help you to not only gain a better understanding of the place of where you function, but whom you're functioning for. See, it isn't until you recognize the difference between the two that one is Able to function at a higher level. My source is what provides me with the strength in order for me to be a resource and to gain resources. My resource is not the thing that's going to allow me to function. So when you go into this week and into this holiday, and a lot of times this holiday is just about things. Be cognizant of understanding that you know what's your source and what's your resource. All of the things that you're going out there and spending money on, are those your source or are those your resource? The things that you are, the people even, that you are gathering up all these things for, are they your resource or are they your source? It's a really interesting question to ask yourself, but it's pivotal. This is how people end up in financial rears right after the holiday. This is how people end up depressed during this holiday. By not recognizing and acknowledging what's their source versus their resource. So as you go into the rest of this week, I challenge you to make sure that you understand what's your place, who's your source, and what are your resources. Are you a resource? How can you be a resource? And thank you guys so much for listening. Listen, let's t- let's do this again. I just gave you a long, long episode, okay? So let's try to do this again sometime in the new year, maybe even before, I don't know. God willing and the creek don't rise, you guys have an amazing holiday. Remember to love on someone that you love. Remember to check in on someone. Remember, you are a resource. And don't let anybody challenge you to be the source of their happiness. You are a resource. And make sure that you understand where your source is. Peace.